0: mental health in the church. There's tension between joy and happiness. Joy is purely because of Jesus. Happiness, these are habits, these are mental health hygiene habits that we are building. How do you explain this? As pastors embark on the journey of shepherding a congregation, the nuanced relationship between the joy found in the Lord and the pursuit of happiness becomes a pivotal conversation now people have said happiness is worldly happiness is fleeting it's all about joy okay and happiness is about mental health so as christians we're not going to dismiss mental or physical health we are taught from a very young age to take care of our bodies Uh, Even in school, I remember being taught the food groups and how to eat, and we had phys ed. What about mental health? What about emotions? What about taking care of ourselves in that realm? We're not comfortable with our emotions. And as comfortable as we are with our bodies and going to the gym and working out and talking about that culture, we need to be when it comes to mental health. It's equal, it's equally as natural, it's equally part of our flesh. And it doesn't diminish the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is from our spirit being. We are a spirit, we have a soul, we live in this body. And as long as we're on this earthly realm, it's a fallen world. And we need to build muscle in our mental health hygiene. We need to take care of ourselves. So when I'm teaching mental health habits, that's what I'm talking about. What's going to help us regulate our emotions, to feel them, to talk about them, and to land happy? That, as well as a well-taken-care-of-body, will help us with our spiritual journey. Have you ever not felt like reading the Word? It's so stressed? What do you do? Did you sit there and read the Bible, or did you stream? And... I am not judging because I am not one to judge, but I'm trying to get a point across. If you reached out to your Bible and you praise Jesus, then you are flowing and you have the joy and you probably have really good mental and physical health because it all flows together. And you're in a good place because not everybody around us understands this and they're struggling. And just to say... Okay, go read the Bible. They're not going to. They can't. They can't just sit there and read passage after passage. Uh, it, it takes some prompting. It takes some spoon feeding. That's the ultimate, right there. You have it. You're in the self-actualization mode, um, and a lot of people are in basic needs. They're struggling to put food on the table. They're struggling to pay their rent or mortgage. They're struggling with that car payment and that's what's on their mind and they're working all day. And even in ministry, it's like a job. You go to work and you have that routine. And yes, there are natural cares and they're very important. And so we and we have conflict with people and we get hurt. And yes, the word of God, it's our basis scripture that that takes care of everything. And we also want to have a balanced diet for our soul and our body. So that's how you explain it. So there's a gap between the concept of the joy anchored in the Lord and independent of circumstances, joy is joy, and the cultivation of happiness as a habit and mental health skill. So God is always joyful, that's the fruit of his spirit. And when we obey him, he's sad. And when we, or when we obey him, he's happy. And when we disobey him, he's sad, he has emotions. If you read through the Bible, the even Old Testament and Jesus, in the New Testament, we see emotions. The essence of Nehemiah 8.10 declaring, don't be dejected and sad for the joy of the Lord is your strength underscores the foundational truth that divine joy is a source of unwavering strength it emphasizes the joy rooted in the unchanging nature of god transcending the ebb and flow of life circumstances the joy depends solely on jesus and serves as an anchor for pastors navigating the challenges of their calling we're all challenged at times it's part of being human and what i want to say about emotions we're not led by emotions we put our emotions in place we feel them We talk about them. We do what we can about the situation. We let go of the rest and we trust in the Lord. He said, cast your cares on me because I care for you. And we're led by joy. And we go out with peace. We're led by the word of God. We're led by the Holy Spirit, but we still have emotions. And so we need to increase our comfort level with talking about emotions, admitting, Hey, I have some anxiety over this. I'm sad about this. It doesn't mean we're doubting God because we're going to land on faith. And we're going to say, it's not that I'm doubting him, but I'm just processing here. Do you know, I have spent, I want to say years, but it's been decades, just processing with with the Lord. And I have felt so loved and understood. And I'm not saying he (laughs) agrees with me, or it's been very scriptural. This is how I'm feeling, God. This is what I'm thinking, God. This is what I'm struggling. Okay, but he listens. And that has meant the world to me. That has kept me going, that I was able to pour out my heart and say, this is how I feel. Feelings have a place. Now, he, in turn, is going to respond to me. How? According to his word. He's going to lead and guide me. But just that catharsis, just getting it out as a human being, you know, Jesus wept. Jesus had emotions. He did not let that guide him or dominate him though. Just like we're not to let our body dominate us. We, we got really good teaching about that in, in the church and in the world. We've gotten great teaching about the body and how to put the body under. And it doesn't mean deny emotions. Um, it doesn't mean neglect the body. It means nurture and take care and do everything we can in the natural There's tension between divine joy and happiness as a habit. Happiness habits, we're introducing it, a set of skills designed to fortify the mind and cultivate joy. These habits, akin to a spiritual toolkit, empower pastors to navigate the challenges of their calling with resilience and grace and to teach the congregation how to do so. Similar to drawing on physical resources in time of need, cultivating mental resources becomes indispensable. These resources encapsulated in the forms of happiness habits are not mere luxuries, but rather essential tools for maintaining emotional equilibrium and finding support when it's needed most. I also want to say, you know, as much as I've heard in the church and this is probably decades ago, but I've heard it recently against psychology that it was secular. Psychology is the study of human behavior, just like medicine is the study of the body. It has its place. It does not take the place of God. Science has become um, culturally something different than what it is. So we we have those notions every time we hear science. Science isn't good. Science is fantastic. God created science. But culturally we've seen some things and we've had experiences, especially since 2020, where we're questioning science and what is the fact, and we're being fact-checked. And so I want to just say, when you hear that word, think of when you hear the word meditate and what's happened in the current culture with the word meditate, what do you think of? It goes to a new age, ooh, we shouldn't meditate. Actually, it's in the word of God, Joshua 1.8. And God is like, think about my word, talk about my word, put it on your heart, put it on your mind constantly, and then you'll be able to do what's written therein. That's the key. And who does that? Okay. I mean, mindlessly, do you mindlessly drive or you meditate on the word? That is a great time. That's really a great time to meditate on the word, washing dishes, Um, tasks that we're not engaged in work um, that are kind of mindless. We have to pay attention to what we're doing, but we could also be meditating on the word. We could be singing as well. Um, So I said all that to say we, we value psychology. We value medicine. We value all of this wisdom. The synergy between joy in the Lord and happiness is a cultivated skill, and it becomes evident in the understanding that it builds upon the other. The joy found in the Lord is our steadfast anchor, while happiness habit empower us to navigate the complexities with emotional resilience. Have you ever felt emotionally exhausted? This is what we're talking about just like our body gets tired. The spirit, though, never gets tired. We can bury the spirit. We can snuff it out. We can ignore it. We're feeding our spirit. it's, It's alive. It's refreshed. It doesn't depend on, oh, I didn't sleep enough. Oh, I didn't have food today. Oh, I didn't practice my happiness habits for my mental health. It doesn't depend on that. It depends on the word of God, connection with the Holy Ghost, prayer, praise. Woo. And then we're just lit up on the inside. Uh, and and it, even if we didn't eat, even if we didn't rest, if we got the word of God and we were connected to God, we're going to have that joy. So that's how it all works together. So I want to invite all of us to be open to practicing skills. That's the solution. Um, It's like building muscle at the gym. We go to the gym. We're like, I want to lift 500 pounds. And what does the trainer say? Oh, you'll injure yourself if you just do that right now. So we have to start building slowly. We start at a really low weight. And we do reps and we don't just do reps. We repeat them. We put the weight down and then pick it back up and do another set. We might do three sets of 10 reps. And then we come back in two days and we repeat. And we come back in two days and we repeat. Then the trainer says, oh, you're ready for the next level. That's how it is. So we're talking about our mental health and happiness habits. Um, There's a whole column in the Knoxville Happiness Coalition of the Life Skills for Leadership newsletter, and it talks about happiness habits and how to build them. There's also a YouTube channel, Happiness Habits. You can find videos and the podcast. The podcast is um, also the same material, and you can listen to that and just practice And some of it may seem silly. Like, why am I writing a letter to my future self? Why am I practicing gratitude? Um, This feels, and just think about where's your thought going there? Because really, are you listening to the culture of the day? Are you compromising faith by doing any of those things? We want to get rid of the preconceived biases that we have, um, that we've been taught and really look at it. There's nothing wrong with that. Write a letter to my future self, set a goal. All of that is good. So father in Jesus name, help us and guide us, teach us. You are the teacher. You are the guide and we depend on you. And we thank you and we praise you spirit, soul, and body that we live and move and have our being in you in Jesus name.